Hello, welcome to another episode of On the Floor with Wayne and Rob. I'm Wayne Highlander, National Sales Manager for Bone Adhesives. And I'm Rob Johnson from Bone Training. Rob, have I been looking forward to this episode? Oh my, yes. Yes, um, this is going to be interesting. You know, there's a lot of characters, and one of the interesting things about our trade is the people that are in the trade. That's what makes the trade. That's what makes it fun and interesting. And and uh, uh, we're fortunate to meet a lot of people in this industry from a lot of different backgrounds. Um, there seems to be a lot of musicians in our in our um, in our industry and other professions. But this is a new one for me. So, Rob, you want to introduce our two new guests? All right. We got uh, today. We have Wayne Roberts and Marshall Roberts, father son, floor sanding. Um, from Birmingham, Alabama. Why don't you introduce yourself, guys? You can do a lot better job than I just did. Uh, I am Wayne Roberts, and this is my son, Marshall Roberts. How are we doing, uh, guys? We're a two-generation two flooring company. Nice. Well, welcome, and it's, it's great to have you guys on. And first of all, I'm going to say... That anybody that can put the well, if you're, you're you're both entertainers in some way, right? So anybody that that has the guts to put yourself out there when you're entertaining people, I got a lot of respect for. I mean, that's pretty pretty uh, tough to do, man. And uh, so I'm I'm uh, looking forward to talking you. to you guys. <laughs> so I'm gonna I'm gonna have to start with the uh, the gentleman that does uh, the Elvis Presley. That's Wayne, right? That does Elvis Presley. That's, that's correct. All right. Why? How did you get into this? <laughs> uh, well, I'm 50 years old now. When I was about 33 or so, uh, I saw Elvis for the first time on a DVD. It may have been a VCR tape in those days. Uh, I saw him perform in his Hawaii concert, the Aloha, in 1973. And I, I heard this guy sing all my life, uh, like on the radio and stuff like that. But this first time I actually saw him in a concert deal. And I'm like, man, this guy's really cool. So uh, it kind of grew on me. Uh, I grew some sideburns. Uh, I dyed my hair black. And a lady saw me at the ball field and asked me would I dress up like Elvis for her mother's 80th birthday party. So I ordered a suit. And it took off from there. So, uh, first of all, I remember that same um, that same concert you're talking about. Holy smokes! Uh, I, well, first of all, I'm going to tell you that I think the line starts behind Elvis Presley. I think he is absolutely the best entertainer of all time. I really do. Um, but where the hell does one order Elvis Presley suit at? Because now you got me thinking. Yeah. But- you, you, you got to order them online and then when you get them right you have to go get a get a lot of work done to them and you know for so with you got several thousand dollars in them wow wayne please i'm talking to wayne highlander right now do not order an elvis costume all it's right the red, the red hair do, don't do it no you you listen listen to your voice and listen to his voice. I know. But, uh, he's yeah. halfway there, okay? Yeah. He's, he uh, he sounds like Elvis even without the sideburns, all right? Yeah. You? Yeah. yeah I'm sorry, buddy. Maybe an Irish rover or something like that, but not uh, not the Elvis thing. How dare you? 
I gave, I tried to try to throw you a bone there, give you the Irish Rovers or something like mm-hmm. that. Some that was the only Irish group I could think of. Well, it, this begs the next question. Then is when, can Wayne? Can you sing? I can sing. Yeah, okay. I can't dance very well, but I sing pretty well. So the singing you do—that's your own singing when you when you do your, yeah. your shows. It, it's it's um, karaoke style music, but it's it's my voice, his music. Nice. Nice. What's your uh, what's your go to song? Uh, maybe Suspicious Minds, oh, something man. like that. Uh, Blue suede shoes. Nice. You just gotta shake your leg a little bit and say thank you very much. <laughs> <laughs> well, my all time favorite song uh, of his is Suspicious Minds, uh, which I Great just one. kills man. That's my all time favorite. Followed by uh, In the Ghetto, by the way. Uh, um, have you ever, just off topic, have you ever heard Fine Young Cannibals do Suspicious Minds? I have not. I'll tell you what, why don't you, why don't you remember that and, 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 and Google that. Fine Young Cannibals doing Suspicious Minds. It's the All only right, cover, the, the, only, the only cover that I really love of that song, because nobody can do it like Elvis. You ever sand a floor dressed like Elvis? No. God, <laughs> he said, thank God. <laughs> <laughs> All right, we're going to get to the wrestling thing, too, in a minute. But I got to ask, so are you a, like, you're like a huge Elvis fan then? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Been to Graceland twice. Okay. Yeah. So have, I, so have I. But I, 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 I might have you on something here, okay? Uh, have, you, have you been to Graceland, too? I, I to, to, to Graceland 2? No, I've not been to Graceland 2. Have you ever heard of Graceland 2? Never. I, I have not heard of it. Okay, I've been to Graceland 2. Now, Graceland 2 doesn't exist anymore. Um, it's a tourist, it was a tourist attraction, um, and it's, uh, it's in, um, what was in Holly Springs, Mississippi. Okay, now, I, I had a book called All the, Off the Beaten Path, Mississippi. And it's this was Graceland too, and this guy was a massive Elvis Presley fan, and he dedicated his entire house like a mini Graceland, and there wasn't there wasn't a square inch of inside his house that didn't have some Elvis Presley memorabilia, including on the ceilings, on the walls, absolutely everywhere. He named his son Aaron uh, Elvis Aaron Presley was his son's name. And he had pictures of him and he says, doesn't he look like Elvis? And I thought, homie, you have lost your mind because he looks nothing like Elvis. Um, this is a this is a tourist track. It costs you $5. It was open 24-7. You could literally go by there anytime, pay $5. This guy would walk you through and, and give you a tour. Two weeks after I did the tour, this man was thrown in jail and arrested for shooting a man on his front porch. So... They auctioned off all the contents, and uh, somebody purchased the the house. It no longer exists. Wow! I'd like to have that house. (laughs) I know it. (laughs) Yep. How's uh How's your wife feel about you uh, when you're uh, because I did karaoke one night. Pauline was there, and I did in the ghetto, and she lost it. I mean, it was, uh, she looked at, she never looked at me the same after that. I was, I was her Elvis, man. So how's your oh. wife like it? Uh, 
it, it kind of works two different ways. Uh, <laughs> by the way, In the Ghetto was the number one requested song ever uh, when I did the little shows I did. Um, but uh, she don't like being called Priscilla. <laughs> um, Rob does. Uh, she, she she made me quit doing. Um, she made me quit doing uh, shows where people were drinking because the, some of the women got into it a little bit too much. Mm-hmm. So, uh-huh. you know, when the women come up and grab your sideburns and lip lock you, you know, they've had too much to drink, according to my <laughs> wife. So, had to cut all that out. So. <laughs> that kind of works two ways there. <laughs> <laughs> how about uh did you do anything with charity charity events conventions that's all I, that's all i did i never did it for money i uh i did some weddings uh but i never charged uh i did i always did fundraising is what i did awesome uh rob just give your give your first in the ghetto song give, give me give me give me just that part of it in the ghetto let's see what you got I got to get the words. No, just it. Just in the ghetto. In the ghetto. Yeah, I'm trying to think of how it starts. As listen, the snow listen. Flies. As I... the snow flies. <laughs> <laughs> the little baby's born. Oh, man, I don't know. I got to let me look up the words. All, all I was asking, all I was asking for was this in the ghetto. That's all I was asking <laughs> for that part. That's not how it starts, though. I so, I, but that's all I was asking. I know you don't know the words. People, don't you understand? Not, Child needs a helping hand. He's going to be an angry young man someday. Take right. a look at you and me. Are we too blind to see? <laughs> oh, that's pretty good. It's actually better than I thought. Thank right. you. You um, see? Yeah. Um, but bad. look, man, um, we got Elvis in the house. Let's hear him do it. Man, I can't, I can't follow that. <laughs> you, yeah, man, you can. I know that, you. That was, that was original. <laughs> <laughs> yes, it was. Uh, did you ever oh, go to the Elvis conventions? Did you ever try one of those? Never did. Mm-hmm. But I looked at Graceland because I had the black hair and the sapphires. A lot of people looked at me weird. Um, when you were down there, did you go to Sun Studio? Uh, no, I did not. Okay, you might. That's a, that's it's real close there. It's down there in uh, Memphis, and uh, it's like uh, a studio that the day that Elvis Presley went down there recorded. It, it looks like walking into that day. Everything exactly the same, and, and him and Carl Perkins and Johnny Cash and uh, Jerry Lee Lewis. Actually, the Million Dollar Million Dollar Quartet. Uh, it's pretty cool. But, yeah, so, you know what shocked me about Graceland was um, the size of Elvis's house. Yeah, I just thought it was going to be a little bit bigger. I was thinking Beverly Hillbillies, mm-hmm. you know, like a mansion like that. Um, it was—I mean, it was. Don't get me wrong. I mean, it's a big house, but it was kind of a normal big house. I thought. Well, small. He bought that when he was 22 years old for 105 grand. How about that? Wow. And that's something 22 years old back then, 105 grand. Uh, he actually did a lot of charity work too. Uh, so you're kind of following in, in his footsteps a little bit because Elvis actually did a lot of charity work a lot of people don't know about. Um, and he bought a, was it a car? He bought something that used to belong to FDR. 
I think it was a car, maybe I'm wrong, but he donated to this to St. Jude's and uh, did a lot of stuff um, for uh, for for charity. So I actually like I said I'm a huge fan. I always will be. I, I I love Elvis Presley. I think he's great. So I think it's cool you do that. And also, um, it must give. Uh, I mean, doing floors is a stressful job at times, right? I mean, there's a lot lot that goes into that. So I imagine it's a welcome relief to find a hobby that uh, I mean, you're bringing your you know. Elvis walks in the room. I don't care who you are or where you are. I mean, it's a it's 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 a pretty cool event, right? Absolutely. And uh, after listening to y'all's last podcast uh, on burnout, uh, found myself doing a lot of things that y'all were talking about. Uh, recently started reading books. Hmm. Um, get away from television, politics. You know, do something different. Uh, I actually left my phone at work last Friday when I left, and my wife, when I got home, she's like, you going back to get it? I said, no, I'm not going back to get it. She said, what if somebody needs you? I said, they'll, they'll figure it out Monday, I guess. So, you know, it was very nice to get away from the phone for a whole weekend. Never done that before. Wow. That's that's a big move, man. I don't know if I nice. – well, I know I couldn't do that right now. So uh, that, that must have felt <laughs> uh, stressful and great at the same time, I would think. Hey, Wayne, how'd you get into the floor business? Um, just got a job the summer out of high school. Um, was going to go play basketball and uh, kind of follow a uh, cabinet making kind of deal. And uh, got a job when I grew up on a farm, was very poor. Um, so... When I got that job doing hardwood six days a week, you know, bringing home $200 a week, I'm like, dude, this is the life here, man, bringing home this money in. And there's where it got started. Awesome. I thought, you, I thought Rob, you were going to say not as poor as Wayne. Uh, okay. <laughs> um, you know what? Um, what do you mean you, you said you were going to go play basketball? For who? Uh, I a community college, a two-year college. No kidding. Ah, that's pretty yeah, slick. I, I, I used to be skinny and uh, 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 was real, a real good in the game of basketball. Uh, down there in Alabama, I imagine you're, uh, like myself, a huge UK fan. Yeah, I'm from Leeds, Alabama, where Charles Barkley is from. Ah, all right. <laughs> all right, let's talk a little bit about wrestling because I'm also equally fascinated by wrestling. And... Um, I uh, I went to a wrestling thing in our town here not too long ago. They would put on a, a show, and uh, they're entertainers too, man. But there's a lot of work that goes into that. That's a. Are you a bad guy? Or are you a, a good guy? Uh, usually the good guy. Um, usually just depends on how the crowd reacts to you. Huh. So maybe you can talk a little bit about that. How you got into that? Well. <clears throat> It, it all started growing up, you know, watching that on TV. Just looked cool to a six, seven-year-old kid. And, you know, I grew up wanting to do that. And a few years after high school, I didn't know where to look, so I just got into working with my dad and ended up finding a guy I went to school with. He did it after he got out of high school. And uh, that was back in 2017. I went to a local show. Asked him, I was like, hey, how do I uh, get into doing this? He pointed me to the guy that trained him, and I've been doing it ever since. Huh. Uh, were you an athlete in high school? I wasn't the best, but yeah. 
Well, if you're, if you're, because you, those guys are athletes that do that, man. Oh uh, yeah. Um, there's no question about it. Actually, I don't know um, how many people know, but uh, wrestling is like the oldest sport in the world. It goes like back over fifteen thousand years. Um, yeah. So, so that's, I mean, that's uh, there's a lot that goes into that. I always thought the wrestlers in high school were the best conditioned athletes there are. So, how was the first fight? It was really ex- exhilarating. As I didn't know what to think of it at, at the time, but uh, no, it was, it was a lot of fun. So, Marshall, you and I were talking. I was telling you um, how much I used to. My buddies and I used to love to go to wrestling, and there was yeah. only one way to go to a wrestling match. We thought, and that was to go to a wrestling match and root for bad guy wrestler. Because it just drove everybody in the place crazy. It was hysterical. And uh, so when I had asked him, I said, you know, the first thing I said to Marshall was, are you a good guy or a bad guy? And he says, well, I was a good guy, but um, tell tell us a little bit about when you were a bad guy. Like what the fans thought, what you did to a couple of the kids and how your mother your mother felt about it. I mean, I was he had me cracking up when he was telling me this. Oh, uh, people hate your guts, even if they don't even know you personally. They just you're the bad guy. They just they hate your guts. It doesn't matter what you do. I mean, you you can walk up to a kid, act like you're gonna give him a high five and pull your arm away. <laughs> just simple things. <laughs> It's soon, you know, I've been doing that to my grandsons now. Uh, you, you've turned me into bad grandfather wrestler. Give me a high five and I put my hand down when I walk by him. He he told me that and I, he said, uh, he was also saying that the, what the kid's father, wasn't the kid's father going crazy at you when you did that to him? Oh yeah, I've, I've had a older a kid's dad walk up and say, man, you're rude to these kids, man. I'm like, thank you. Well, that's the half. I totally get it. I mean, that's half the fun when you go to a wrestling match because in real life, you can't go up to some big bad dude and start screaming at him. You're a loser. You're going to get your butt kicked because you'll get your butt kicked. But you're in a safe space to just kind of like go off on the, on these guys. And it's a, it's kind of must be like a, a release for a lot of people to do that. Um, but I, I think it's pretty cool you do that. Uh, have you been, have you gotten injured before doing that? Not yet. Now, you know, knock on wood. Um, no, I haven't been injured, and I've seen a lot of guys get injured. You know, it's it's not hard to do. You know, you're putting your body through a lot of stress and strain doing these things. Why it's important to stretch. I don't know if, you, if you've seen the movie, Marshall, but I, of all the movies about wrestling, I, I think The Wrestler with Mickey Rourke has got to be the all-time best. Have you seen that movie? I have not, but I have heard it's pretty good. Man, you've got to see that movie. That is yeah, a, just a, a phenomenal, a phenomenal movie. I'll tell you another one. My second favorite is a movie called Win Win with Paul Giamatti, uh, with this kid who's like a troubled kid comes to live with their family. The dad, uh, and he's a wrestling coach, but he he's got a, just a horrible team, horrible, and he's a, not a great coach. And this kid that comes with him asks him, "Hey, can you mind if I, you know, come out and play on a team?" And, you know, he's very, very quiet kid, unassuming troublemaker, 
but very quiet. And all of a sudden, he's like, he's like got man strength. And they, 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 he's so good, they don't know what to do with this kid. A great movie called Win Win. So uh, if you, if you, there's two great mo- wrestling movies at uh, for you uh, the weekend. Yeah, you forgot the best wrestling movie of all time, Ready to Rumble. I haven't seen it. <laughs> yeah. You you like Ready to Rumble. It's huh. pretty good. I'll it's a good one. All right. all right. Ready to Rumble. Hey, um, how'd your mother react to Bad Guy Wrestler? Uh, she didn't like it. <laughs> it. She don't like me being, a, you know, an a-hole to people. <laughs> so, you know, coming home and kind of smarting off to her at the same time was not a good idea either. So. <laughs> didn't she get it? You were a Bad Guy Wrestler, though. You, you got to stay in character, yeah. I guess. Yeah, so- Some, it's, it's not hard to forget who you're talking to sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> have you have you I always wondered this have you ever gotten a ring with a guy that just wasn't good at what he did or you didn't like the way he was doing things or the thing it just kind of didn't go the way you wanted it to go um not yet I, I mean I've heard stories from other guys you know uh things can happen there are some guys out there that just you know they don't care they're just there to be there but um not a lot of guys nowadays you know we all take care of each other and make sure things go smoothly. The last thing you do want to do is either injure somebody or piss them off. And, and I, I think he also you're dependent on that other guy for good performance. If he's not doing oh, yeah. it. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's teamwork really. If he's not doing his job, then it makes it tougher for you to do your job. And I guess yeah. not, not unlike doing floors. How do you guys get along working together? Well, we don't work together anymore, so it's pretty good. Okay. <laughs> well, just like most families. Yeah. I worked with my brother, so I get that. Yeah, he's uh, a boss, man. Yeah, that's what happens. Marshall Marshall Roberts is a great wrestling name, but do you go by Marshall Roberts or do you have another name? No, it's Marshall Law. Marshall Law. Oh, yep. oh yeah. Like there that. you go. Marshall Law. Martial law, you can be good or bad with that name. I like that. Oh, yeah. Um, I actually think if you guys run a job site, you could you could turn this into a hell of a show uh, on, on a job site, you know, for, for fun for the homeowner. <laughs> <laughs> or if you're not getting paid. Elvis does the estimates. Mm-hmm. And then martial law goes in to collect the check. That's how it goes. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's pretty good that's pretty good and how's how's business down there for you guys are you guys staying busy oh yeah every day good good um, how'd you guys uh how'd you guys like training together i love when i get father sons uh coming to the training it looks like you all had a good time we did uh i really wanted him to go i asked him to sacrifice a week of uh making money to come down there and learn some new stuff and uh you know it's kind of got it made uh master rob kind of pointed it out during the class that the things that's not fair like marshall sands with a power drive uh i never got to use one when i was out in the field working you know it's it's all old school you know so mm-hmm. uh, it's a lot different now a lot better on your body now well any tips for our listeners now we got all sorts of tips you can give them tips on how to get into the business the wood floor business or some tips on how to get into wrestling or tips 
on how to be an Elvis impersonator. This is going to be yeah. our greatest episode ever, man. <laughs> as far as getting in the flooring business, you know, one thing I learned at the school, uh, the bonus school, a lot of people are trying to get into the business and, you know, never done floor work before. So I actually think your best bet to get in the flooring business is go work for somebody and learn how to do it. You know, uh, you just can't go grab go buy a bunch of bonus tools and, and start getting jobs and think you're going to make a bunch of money. It, it doesn't work that way. Uh, I worked for a guy three years, went in business for myself and still didn't need didn't know everything I needed to know about floor work. And, uh, I'm 50 years old and I'm still learning stuff about floor work. So, uh, you know, that's today's mentality is a little different, you know? So yeah, you can get into it any kind of way you want, but, the best way is to, to learn before you go striking out on your own. Learn before you earn. Well, I gotta, I gotta ask uh, about the, see, I, I think I would get tremendous stage fright in either one of these endeavors. I admit, I put myself in either one of the, your guys shoes, uh, whether I'm uh, Elvis Presley getting it, going to, going to go out on the stage and uh, perform or, and in maybe even more so if I was going to go out and wrestle, wrestle in front of a bunch of people. Uh, how do you, how do you get past that? Um, it's, it's, uh, it's nerve wracking being honest. Uh, I'm used to the singing part, uh, of singing church all my life nearly. Um, but putting that suit on and, uh, going out in front of a bunch of people and acting like an idiot, it's, uh, it is nerve wracking. You kind of have to psych yourself to do it. So mm -hmm. kind of the more people there, the less nerve wracking it is. So, uh, but no, I had, I had stage fright, nervousness, every one I did. Huh. Uh, do you always end up with, uh, I did it my way? No, uh, my, my final one was, uh, I based a lot of it on the Aloha one. Um, uh, can't help falling in love with you was my last song on everyone. No wonder your wife, well, we got a little concerned oh, about you. Oh, yeah. boy. Uh, okay, you're going to leave him with that, That's man. a Pauline song right <laughs> there, man. That, that's that, that's <laughs> the move. There you go. Yeah. That's the move right there. Oh. Yeah. Yeah, that's why his wife. Did you bring the scarves? That's why his wife fed him like that, so he wouldn't fit into the suit anymore, so uh -huh. she wouldn't have to be battling the women out there. Did Did you hand out, hand out the scarves? Yeah, that and put a lace around their neck. You know? Yeah. <laughs> Yep, yep. Yeah, I can see the wife have a little bit of a problem with that. <laughs> All right, and how about for wrestling? Uh, when you're getting ready to go out, I mean, uh, sometimes there's many matches at night. Let's say you're the fourth match or third match or whatever. You see the matches before you. You see the crowd out there already. And uh, there's got to be some, some amount of anxiety before you come out there and, and, and uh, do that. Oh, there's dream. Yeah, it's, there definitely is some stage fright and nervousness, you know, butterflies in the stomach, it's all natural. But um, I've been playing sports all my life, and, you know, being out in front of people, it's, you know, it's not been as bad to me as my dad, even though he kind of did the same thing. But it's definitely a different thing, you know. You, you know, playing sports with a team, you know, all the eyes are on whoever's the most important player. But in wrestling, you know, all the eyes are on you. But um. And who says when you're ready? Is there is there somebody is there somebody in charge or whatever that says okay yeah you're ready to go out there and do this or is that just something you make up your mind and you go? 
I kind of in between both, I guess. Hmm. But um, you either get yourself ready, or they tell you, like, hey, you're going next. So it really just all depends. Hmm. And is there a wrestler that you emulate, or that, or you go through and watch the other people that you pick up a little bit of stuff from? I watched a lot of the old WWE and WWF. Um, my mom thinks I like to take after uh, Diesel or um, Undertaker a little bit, but uh, <laughs> Undertaker. Yeah, I definitely um, see the Undertaker. Uh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I mean, I've got a I got a trench coat and a cowboy hat, black cowboy hat, but um, I kind of lean more towards the country boy lifestyle a little bit with it but um no i kind of just grew up watching everybody learning how they did things what they did smoothly and all that and kind of you kind of just throw things together <clears throat> redneck yeah mm-hmm. <laughs> roddy piper was my go-to guy oh god i thought he was the best rick rick flair uh rick, rick flair rick flair for me too Whoa, two Ric Flairs. Yeah. We're both in England, Wayne. <laughs> yeah, well, there you go. That's right. Yeah. That's yeah. it. Um, I'll tell you a quick funny story. Um, he, you know, he's got this rough guy, tough guy look. And when he took over the business a year and a half ago, I said, hey, man, uh, you might want to, like, put your hair up, you know, in a ponytail and kind of look a little more presentable. <laughs> You know, you kind of look weird going into a house giving an estimate. You know, you kind of look kind of weird looking, you know. And he goes, can't be any weirder than Elvis. <laughs> I said, so you got me there. You got me. I sold a lot of jobs as Elvis, so I guess you got me already. Well, all right. So let me so that, that beg a question then. What was your worst, your worst experience? And I'll start with Wayne first uh doing this like you know why that band it just did not go the way i wanted to or what have you was you had a real bad one uh doing elvis yeah uh i did an outdoor event one time and there was probably several hundred people there and uh you know i went all out i wore the makeup you know the eyeliner and you know i made myself very beautiful of course and uh that makeup started running out of my eyes and i asked my wife i said how how do you gotta wear makeup she said, y'all are wimps. But my eyes were burning, and it really affected my performance. And uh, I was really disappointed. I said, we, I, no, no more, you know, 90-degree outdoor shows anymore. So <laughs> probably the worst one I have. So you were the, you were 70s Elvis on that one. Yeah, all the way. I, I love the 70s. My jumpsuit was the 70s model Elvis. Nice. And Marshall, how about yourself? How about when you had a performance that was just, man, this is just, this this was bad. It just didn't, because we all got those. I mean, right? I mean, everybody has one of those. Well, I mean, me personally, I haven't had any, you know, like rough matches or anything like that yet. I mean, I've had a few instances where something happened that wasn't supposed to happen, you know, like getting a low blow or kick down low where you're not, when you're not supposed to. Mm-hmm. And uh, you feel it. <laughs> yeah. it. It can really mess you up for the next few minutes, and then you try to figure out what you can do to either get out of there or in the match one way or another. But it, when you got a lot going on in your mind and you get hit down there, everything just changes immediately. 
Well, I mean, um, you know, people talk about wrestlers or whatever, and say what you want. These are some unbelievable athletes. And to be able to get out oh, there yeah. and throw, throw other people around like that and fall like that and do all these different things, I mean, uh, you know, just take two average guys that don't have that training and, and, and see how well you do. You know what I mean? There's a lot that goes on in that ring that uh, that's very tough. And I, that, that movie, The Wrestler, man, was an eye-opener to me, what these guys put themselves through, man. Uh, it is just, man, another level. And how they can walk around. I mean, most of these guys don't last that long. I mean, um, like a lot of athletes, they're uh, in their 50s, they're crippled. So uh, be, do be careful out there. I mean, we need you to, well, Wayne needs you to keep doing floors for a while. Uh, oh, yeah. <laughs> it's hard to run that sander yeah. with a limp. Yeah, he, uh, he does a lot of icing and ibuprofen uh, from, from wrestling. Oh, hmm. I, no doubt. Wow. Uh, I guess going back to, you know, people getting into this and all that, talking about going under somebody and learning how to do it that way. I think it's best to find somebody that does everything correctly and doesn't take shortcuts and all that kind of stuff because there's plenty of those out there right now that do that. Um, you, I mean, I learned from my dad for 10 years and then he retired and he said, you know how to do everything. So I just took what I learned from him. And I mean, I, I've been doing this a year and a half by myself. I haven't had any major minor issues yet but uh you just do everything right and should shouldn't really have any problems and what areas you guys service uh all of birmingham, all of birmingham. Uh, but we we go as far as uh an hour hour and a half away sometimes for certain customers that have lake houses but we pretty much stay within you know a 45 minute drive range uh, yeah, Marshall was very, he was very impressed with the school. Uh, Master Rob, you know, he really detailed things, uh, no shortcuts, uh, very detailed. That was very impressive to Marshall. It, it meant a lot to him because we, we've always taken those same steps in, in our work. Mm -hmm. well, Thank you very much. Appreciate that. As much as I, you guys, if you listen to the podcast, you know, Rob and I get on each other a little bit, but I... Uh, I, I always say yeah, the the line of trainers starts uh, as I mean he is like the Elvis Presley of trainers, if you will. I'd rather be the bad guy wrestler of trainers. I think I'm going to go that route. Well, you already are kind of that. that yeah, guy. I kind of am. Absolutely. Yeah, 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 I can. You're a bit of a and, coach. And now we have that huge panel, and you know we got a couple of panels in Nashville, but we have one really big one that could be the size of a ring. I can. I can see us all going there and maybe having a little fun there. There you go. Bad guy uh, trainer. That could be the new thing. Bad guy trainer. Mm -hmm. Yeah, absolutely. Well, Marshall will have to give you some tips. Uh, you got to learn how to fall, right? You got to learn how to protect yourself and how to fall. And uh, you, like, I see these guys jump off the ropes into the, onto somebody on the mat and everything in my body hurts. Uh, I don't even know where you get the, uh, the, the, whatever it takes to do that. <laughs> he, he better know how, because he's got two long screws in his ankle holding together. He, he fell 18 foot out of the tree stand deer hunting many years ago. So he's lucky wow. he can be here at all. Holy wow. smokes, man. And then you're getting into wrestling. Wow. Mm. I figured I'd fit in there. All of them got a broken part of their body as well. <laughs> well, there's an Elvis Presley song called Can't Help Falling, right? I mean, uh, that, that seems a apropos. 
How many how many songs yeah. you do in a set, by the way? Uh, I usually try to do about a 45, 50 minute show. Oh, on average. oh my God. That's, that's a lot. You got to think you're, you're wearing a double polyester suit. I mean, you, you got to think how hot you get. You get very sweaty, very hot. Oh, I can't imagine, man. Especially down there in that heat down there in the summertime in Alabama. No doubt about it. Oh, man. Crazy. Love well, you. Rob was uh, bragging about you guys, and he he wanted to get you guys on, and I'm so glad he did, man. I mean, I you know, I don't have any other talents other than what I did with Floors. I don't. There's nothing I do special. There's nothing unique about anything I do other than in my outside world. Uh, so to see guys that have talents like this and that can do stuff, and especially Wayne, you doing it for, for charity and uh, and you know for things like that, I think it's just you're putting yourself out there. And uh, with you and, and Marshall both, anytime you put yourself out there, you're trying like that. I have a, a lot of respect for it, man. I think it's really cool that you guys do that, and um, you have a way of getting away from floors and do something that keeps your life full and interesting and rich. And do you guys go to each other's events? Uh, I haven't done it in about four years. I'm, I've gotten right. overweight, don't have the hair, but uh, I do go to quite a few of his matches. Yes, nice. every Saturday night, almost every Saturday night. No kidding, it's that often. Yeah, for him it is. Yes. Is it always in a different town or at different people, or how does that work? Is there a circuit? Uh, there's there's different uh, groups down here. Uh, we got uh, Spartan Pro Wrestling, which is where I'm at. And they are stationed in Gaston at the Gaston Mall. Hmm. And they have a show every Saturday at 7 o'clock in the evening. So, you know, anybody listening here and wants to go check them out and is around that area, you know, it's pretty good two, three-hour show, good entertainment. You know uh, there's I... other places. Okay, sorry. Uh, there's, there's, there's probably a good 10, 12 groups that I – can think of at the moment that are in the Alabama state, but uh, no, there's there's a bunch of groups out here, and uh, we all just have different areas. So I can see one challenge already in in wrestling. I bet you this happens quite uh, frequently. You get a muscle head down at the gym who thinks he's a tough guy, who thinks, all right, you know what? And he's watching you guys wrestle, and he's probably saying to himself, I could beat that guy. And then he goes in there. But he's not a skilled trained wrestler. He's a, you know what I mean? He doesn't have that yet. And I bet you they get a lot of those guys that need to be weeded out or retrained or refocused. Or, you know what I'm saying? And uh, oh, yeah. which, which comes with a lot of training. No different than a guy who's a, a guy behind the center that doesn't have the finesse or the touch and the skill, like a bull in the china shop that haven't put in the time. Uh, so I bet, I bet that's one of the challenges that that sport has. You got to rein these guys in, work as a team. Oh, oh yeah. It happens every now and then. There's a guy that comes in, thinks he knows everything, but, and I mean, I've only been doing this the past year, you know, in, in the ring doing matches and stuff, but a lot of the older veteran wrestlers, guys have been doing this 10, 20, 30 years. They, they humble the new guys and the hotheads pretty quick. Oh, I bet they I bet. do. Wayne, do you still go to karaoke? Uh, not very often. No. Uh, Dude, yeah, I kind of taken a backseat from it. If, you know, I kind of, I kind of got burnt out doing floor, man. So I just started laying low, doing, you know, hmm. you know, 30, 30 years without doing something different. It, it really got to you. 
I, I can imagine. I'm just thinking if you could sing that good, I'd be at a karaoke every night. And I, I wouldn't even tell him I know how to sing. I'd just be like, and I'd go up there and knock him out. And if you could do Elvis Presley, you could damn sure do Charlie Rich. Uh, yeah. So, if I could dance, I could do Elvis full time for a living. If I could dance. So. Yeah. Believe My wife says I have no rhythm. <laughs> well, we got we got something in common. She's just telling you that so you're not out uh, performing for the ladies. Uh, probably. Well, guys, I really appreciate you guys coming on. Uh, it was a lot of fun, man, and uh, pretty cool. And and uh, for taking the time, also for taking your your valuable time to coming to a bonus school. We certainly thank you for that. And and the best of all, the best of luck to you you both in your uh, Marshall and your wrestling career, and uh, also your flooring career. Thank you. All right, thanks, guys, very much. Yeah, really enjoyed. It. All right, this has been another episode of On the Floor with Wayne and Rob. Please stay tuned for another episode. All right, Elvis has left the building.